I want to introduce you to one of the best kept secrets on campus. Head into College Building, the Benefit Street entrance. Proceed into the foyer. You'll see stairs on either side of you. Head up to the left, and when you reach the top, you'll see a door on your right. The door is probably locked, so tap your ID card on the door handle. Welcome to the old library. Right now, we are in a long, rectangular, two-story room entirely clad in wood and covered in huge windows. My favorite windows are to the right. They let in beautiful light, especially in the spring. They have these adorable shutters you can close from the inside. You, you can't miss them. Looking up, you'll see the mezzanine wrapping around the entire space. The perimeter of the space is occupied by alcoves of bookshelves, above and below. And if you look directly above you, you'll see a set of chandeliers lighting the space. What have I brought you here for? Well, one day it could be a poetry open mic, another a 3D sound performance, or even for a VR class. But today we're here to talk to Mairead Byrne, LES coordinator. Head towards those big windows I mentioned earlier. On your right, you'll see a stack of chairs. And this alcove is a wood door that camouflages perfectly into the surrounding bookshelves. There might be a poster on the door for the aforementioned poetry reading. Go ahead and approach the door. Hi! This is Juno. Hi Juno, how you doing? Juno is Sophia's dog who tags along with Ristiology everywhere we go. She's really sweet. That's, this is Juno. This is Juno. Yes. Hi. I'm Zora. Nice Zora. to meet you. you Mairead has an awesome office. It's painted a cerulean blue with wood cabinets and bookshelves on the walls. There's a cushioned seat on one side and a large wooden table on the other. Right now, the table is covered in student poetry books. I mean, completely covered. Um, the students that are in week seven this week came in here, uh, you know, um, during the class just to have a look at what other students previously yeah. did. And you'll recognize this, Lily. Yes! <laughs> this is, this is our, yeah. this was yeah. the one that we did yeah. and then did the open mic for. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 So these are all books from your class? These are all books from, from the from class. And, and I tried to privilege sort of recent... Marie recent teaches several years. poetry courses at RISD. The old library is her classroom that she has taken under her wing. I'll let her introduce herself. Well, my name is Mairead Byrne, and I usually say my name rhymes with parade so that people are confident in using it. So it's Mairead. It's actually the Irish for the English name Margaret. Mm -hmm. And we kind of get to make up our own, you know, our, our own... Um, Professor of what? So mm -hmm. I'm, I, I basically say, say I'm a professor of poetry and poetics. Poetry because I'm a poet and, um, you know, that's my primary commitment. But poetics too because um, that is thinking about poetics, you know, mm -hmm. or about, about poetry and about the function of poetry and about, um, you know, the contexts for poetry so that it's broader in some way than, than the actual art form. Mairead has been at RISD for over 20 years and has created a really exciting environment for poetics. 
I've taken a couple of classes with Maraid and have learned so much, both from her and the space that we're in. So let's go back out into the old library. Come on, Juno. Let's go. So, the old library. Well, yeah, it is. It's an amazing um, room. It's almost like a ship. And it has um, a mezzanine, so it's almost like a bridge. And it was purpose-built as a library in the 1930s. And it has been kind of cannibalized. Different departments are going to be angry when I say that, but it has been kind of cannibalized, you know, by people who, you know, departments who, which use it for their own ends for a few years. Like when, you know, at one point the sound, the sound um, laboratory was here and these kind of um, baffles were put in and the lights also. And then the, you know, whatever was most useful was stripped away again when they got a better space. And then um, we have the, the VR stuff here. These are lovely alcoves, but they were all um, have gray locked panels on them now and um, they're really secure and that does affect the space. The space has got good acoustics like um, in my opinion like down through the years like a cappella groups like Brown Rizdi a cappella groups and theatre groups um, will perform here yeah. and it's a really responsive sympathetic space and I think that no department no department takes care of it and um, the only department that takes care of it is facilities you know facilities you know, make it look its best at the beginning of every every semester. And um, so the tender loving care that it gets in so far as it gets any tender loving care is from facilities. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm really grateful for that. But it's beautiful, but you, you know, like, one would love to polish it all. Um, I have been teaching here since 2006, and I feel I'm very lucky to do that. And probably the only reason I can do it is because it's neglected. When we were emailing with Maraid, one of her responses was so articulate, I wanted to quote her here. Whenever I think neglect at RISD is a measure of merit, I think of the old library and know that neglect is a measure of itself and other values, but not the value of what is neglected and overlooked. Neglect is also what allows opportunity to sneak in, to make a space, even if transient. The old library can be a place of amazing encounter and configuration. And many students like to just come in, like I came in here earlier and there was just somebody sitting in the window with their back turned. And, uh, you know, I've seen people building prayer spaces, you know, and the RISD exhibitionists used it a lot for plays. Like they put on cabaret here and it really was a cabaret, like there were round tables all over the floor and uh, you know it was it was wonderful um, students like secret spaces you know so that in the heating vents Jack Silva mightn't like to hear this but in the heating vents there are books of poetry and you know if I look at these carved wooden cabinets I've known students to inhabit them yeah you know there's yeah. no like small students <laughs> like small students you know as you can imagine you know um, but also there's slide out um, shelves for maps from the old library and I've known students to to um, carve the underside of those and make prints you know so there it's a very very personalized space but it is it is secret in a way you know one of those not so well kept secrets is the Mike Fink Airy on the mezzanine this alcove is full of biographies atlases magazines knickknacks and a big red leather armchair that is cracking from age 
Uh, could, yeah, could you try to describe what we're looking at right now? We're looking at a kind of a, a museum rendition, a, a, a compressed museum rendition of Mike Fink's office. About 10 years ago, and we set up um, this Mike Fink Airy, A-E-R-I-E, and we had an opening and everything. We had it during the day, and about 60 people came. It was great. Um, but then, um, after a certain amount of time, there was pressure on him to, to wrap it up and take the stuff away. And this was empty again. And uh, lo and behold, then, in the, in the few weeks before he retired, I saw him coming in here with a TA pretty regularly. And then one day, it was all back again. And it's basically, if someone comes and sit, sits here, it's their office. Yeah. It's theirs for, for, the, for the length of time that they're here. But Mike Fink isn't the only one who has been pressured to diminish their presence in the old library. Um, I think also what is more noticeable when we're up here is the empty bookshelves. Mm. Um, you know, this is a, a classroom space, so it's not as noticeable. But when mm. we're up here, we're just surrounded. We're in really, really close proximity with the, all these empty bookshelves mm. and this beautiful wood. Yeah, so I failed to mention the fact that there are no books in the old library, just loads and loads of empty bookshelves, which kind of defeats the point of calling it a library, don't you think? It's called the Old Library because it used to be the library before Fleet came around. Fleet Library is grand. It's home to collections and resources, much too large for the Old Library to handle. So the name stuck, but nothing else did. However, that doesn't necessarily explain why these shelves remain empty. There's no shortage of books or paper material at RISD. Why, then, are there no books in the Old Library? There have been at different times, you know, and we had, you know, different, you know, myself and Mike Fink, you know, like I have loads of books that I don't need and I'll be trimming down. I don't, I don't need them. And I, I, I have often kind of stocked one of the alcoves with books, but there is a, there would be pressure. Different departments or divisions have overseen it at different times and there would be pressure not to put books in the shelves, but... I don't know. I don't even understand why it's neglected because I like I think it's so beautiful, and I don't. Under, I, I think that people don't see it for what it is, you know. And this, I think, um, it, it has only one entrance, okay, and one exit. It's, it's that door that you come in is the only entrance and exit, and that controls the number of people that can be here at any time. So that you would have to, for insurance policy, for insurance purposes, have another um, exit. You know, and I think if that happened, the, 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 the usability of the room, people might change their view. But I just don't, I don't know why. I think some people see it as a wonderful space and acoustically and visually and socially and even for individuals. But I think that, that no department does or no division does. They just see it as something that they can use in it, in it for temporary purposes right. until they get something better, right. you know? In the end, I'm left just as puzzled as I was before. The way facilities are managed at RISD is a mystery to students. Facilities, department jurisdiction, and the folks who use it day to day are all layers that contribute to the way a space is used on campus. It's hard to track who's in charge of what and who is authorized to make decisions. And somewhere in this bureaucratic fog is the reason books can't be on the shelves. But sometimes they find a way. On occasion, I found a handful of chapbooks in the alcove that leads to Murray's door. And then, just as silently as they appear, they're gone. 
The old library is always in between. Padlocked walls keep secrets. A museum materializes in the shadows. Discarded sound equipment hangs from the mezzanine. A prayer space emerges in an alcove. And still, no books. But that's where the magic is. That's where the old library's power lies. I'm going to quote Maraid's email again, here. So, in some ways, I'm thankful for neglect. Because if the old library were valued, as it has been fleetingly, I might not have access. Neglect can shelter opportunity. You see the big locks on the doors securing the Illustration VR equipment. These locks are so secure that it created a big problem recently when a key was lost and proved resistant to every attempt to break them. What is valued tends to be cordoned off. But, as I say, if those great strengths were supported and realized and celebrated, the covert, uncelebrated magic that happens there might not be admitted. In my dreams, in my ideal world where all my dreams come true, I think I've often thought about that. I would like to curate this space, you know. I would like to, I would like to have it as a performance space, a social space, a multi-use space. I'd like the door to be open to everybody at all times. Mm -hmm. And um, textiles, I don't know if you've noticed in college building, is hanging, um, you know, has hangings going right down, mm -hmm. you know, the floors. And it really is, you know, it's a contribution. So I would love if the Division of Liberal Arts and all the faculty could, in fact, restock the bookcases and people could just come in and read and um, take books if they wanted, you know. So we could start an actual collection or hold a performance or just meet with a friend. It doesn't have to stop at the administration. But like you said, it creates opportunity mm. for people to, to do, yeah, to find their own Yeah, it's a way. marginal space. It's like the biggest marginal space you'll ever see, you know? But like, would you buy this furniture for this place? Would you? You yeah. know, would you do, would you, would you put those, would you put lock panels on those alcoves, you know? And um, so it is like, is this RISD? Like, is this, is this adaptive reuse? Like, is, is this sensitivity to architecture? Is this, is this a creative use of space? Like, where is RISD? Mm -hmm. You know? I'm very absent. Yeah. And, but, then it, but then again, it is like a treasure then. For those who see it as a treasure, it's a treasure. So yeah. you feel as if you're getting away with something. I, I mean, it makes me happy. You know, mm -hmm. it makes me happy. The old library is the reason I got involved with RISDology. When I learned about its history, I desperately wanted to tell the story so that Maraid's love and the love I now feel could be shared. There is enormous potential for this space to serve RISD community members in such varied ways, but the tragedy is in how it is overlooked and cast aside. We can only imagine how popular and valuable this place would be if it had more careful attention. Maraid is right in asking, is this RISD? Well, what is RISD anyway? On the school website, it states, we value collaborative interplay across design, fine arts, and the liberal arts to cultivate deep literacies, to shape cumulative understanding, to transform thought, and to expand making practices. I struggle to find evidence of this in the old library. I do not see interplay, I see barriers. In place of cumulative understanding, I see abandoned equipment. Empty shelves replace deep literacies. And what about transformative thought? Instead, I see departments making do until something better comes along. 
but it is this very disregard that creates magic. Despite the neglect, loving individuals bring life to the old library. Faculty inspire us to care. Students find makeshift ways to grow, and facilities maintain the space so it's clean and beautiful. Right there. That is RISD. If this is your first time hearing about the old library and all the secrets it holds, I really suggest you check it out. Maybe books aren't in its future, but what is? That could be up to you to discover. And if you find this isn't the place for you, keep asking yourself, what is? Is it your studio, car house, anywhere your friends and peers are? Where is that place that makes you want to love, to imagine, to rest, and to care? Where's the place where you can hide your secrets? If there is a space you'd like us to highlight on RISDology, or if you have any thoughts to share, you can message us on Instagram at RISDology or email us at RISDology at RISD.edu. And thanks for listening. This episode was written and narrated by me, Olivia Schroeder. It was edited and produced by Sophia Carrera-Britton and Zora Gamberg. RISDology is sponsored by the Fleet Library at RISD. Credits to BBC for some sound effects, Chad Crouch for music, and Poddington Bear for music.